The following is a production of Art Trap Productions and is made possible in part by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This podcast is also supported in part by the Sonic News Driver podcast companion app, available now for your iPhone, iPod Touch, and now your Android device. Drop the Sonic device. Isn't my day, is it? Even the Sonic screwdriver won't get me out of this one. Use this. What's that? It's a sonic screwdriver. Never fails. There we are. Neat, isn't it? This can function as a sonic blaster, a sonic cannon, and a circle and fold sonic disruptor. Doc, what you got? I've got a sonic cannon. Never mind. What? It's sonic. Okay, let's leave it at that. Disruptor, cannon, what? It's sonic. Totally sonic. I am sonic to all. A sonic what? Hey, and you have a Sonic News Driver. Selected Doctor Who related news stories delivered to you sonically for Earth Date, Wednesday, the 13th of April, 2011. All right, okay. Admittedly, you're probably listening to this on Thursday, the 14th of April, 2011, but this episode was meant to be out on the 13th. This is Louis Trapani, and you're listening to the Sonic News Driver. As I said, this episode's been a delayed a bit. Much to my chagrin, and um, I, I wish it wasn't. So how are you? I always pause, expecting to hear you back. But I don't hear anything, just the silence between my ears. And a voice in the back, in where the cobwebs are, in between the left ear and... Well, never mind. I'm getting away from myself. Which I shouldn't do, because we have a jam-packed show for you this episode of the Sonic News Driver... So much has happened since our last episode, and we'll try to get more episodes out to you on a more regular basis this point going forward. We are a week and a half out from the start of the new 2011 series of Doctor Who. Can that be true? Where has time gone? Well, it certainly is, and BBC America is giving it another big push this year, but more on that in a minute. First, we have to talk about spoilers. And our spoiler policy. It's always been my policy on this show to avoid spoilers. Covering Doctor Who news, well, that sometimes is challenging. Especially at times like now when we're about to start a new series and and while in a new series. And this year especially since it's being broken up into two mini-series, if you will. It's the, the full series has been broken up into two parts. So there's going to be um, an extended period of time where there are new episodes coming out. Now, last year, I got around it by not releasing any new shows during the new series run of 2010. And at the time, it was um, a way that we nicely avoided any spoilers getting to you or myself. Now, as I said, because the series is going to be spread out more this year, and it's being broken up into two runs, there will be new shows that will be still being pending new episodes of Doctor Who that will be coming out uh, throughout the year. So with that said, I'll have to say anything that's officially released by the BBC or BBC Worldwide or BBC America will will be reported here. Anything that is widespread news, where you wouldn't be able to avoid it anyway, 
will be reported here. Though if it is spoilery, yeah, I don't know if that's a word or not, but <laughs> it's become a word within the fan communities. If it is spoilery in content, well, I'll give you fair warning. I'm not one that seeks out spoilers. Believe me, I, I try to avoid them whenever possible. Though sometimes one unavoidably stumbles upon them, especially when doing a show like this. So once again, if it's on the Doctor Who website, if it's on the BBC website, if it's BBC has officially announced something, or BBC Worldwide, or BBC America, anything official, is fair game. So if you're one of those that are even avoiding official conduits such as those, then... Um, well, I'll see you when when I'll see you later. I, I don't know what else to say. I, it, it's it's unavoidable to do, um, to cover Doctor Who news and, and not have some what some people might consider spoilers, but it's not really spoilers if it's being you know. Enough of this. Let's get on with some Doctor Who related news. The return of the Cybermen. The BBC has released an image from the new series of Rory facing the metal-plated cyborgs. Unfortunately, they look like Pete's World Cybermen, albeit with some slight changes. The Cybermen are always slightly changing throughout the years. We saw them last on the Pantarica Opens last year, which they were Pete's World Cybermen. It is yet to be confirmed if these are still those Cybermen or if it's our World Cybermen who to this day, have yet to return to the series since the series returned in 2005. Sans, a Cyberman head spotted in a museum in the 2005 story Dalek. Doctor Who is back in America! As you know, there will be a story in the new series set in the USA, and despite the hype saying otherwise, this is not the first time a story is taking place in the States. Although it is the first time that the principal actors shot on location here in the U.S. for Doctor Who. And speaking of principal actors, like last year, they are currently back in the U.S. promoting the new series. Once again, like last year, BBC America had them appear at a special screening in New York City at the East Village Cinema. This year, joining Matt Smith, Karen Gillan, and Stephen Moffat was Arthur Darvel and Alex Kingston. Unlike last year, they did not do a preview event for the press here in New York City. This year, the crowds were even larger at the cinema event. People started lining up at 5 p.m. the day before. Didn't they realize they weren't going to get an iPhone at the end of this line? On the line was friend and supporter of the show, Anthony Burge, who is one of the writers and editors of the book, The Mythological Dimensions of Doctor Who. Here is his live report I had with him while he was online for him, it was something on the order of a 20-hour wait to get in to see the show. Something somewhere along those lines. I don't know exactly. And this is what he had to say when we touched base while he was online. Somewhere, I guess it was, um, he must have been online at this point for a good 12 hours, if not more. Actually, probably about, I would say, 14 or 15 hours. I think he's been online at this point. Okay, we're here live via Skype, via the internet, with none other than Anthony. Well, Anthony and Jess, you're, you're live on. Well, of course you're live, but you're you're standing online there at the East Cinema, the Village, the East Village Cinema, for today's. Today is Monday, the 11th of April, and you're standing online for the special preview. And uh, along with the cast, you're going to get to see of uh, the new series of Doctor Who. That's right. Uh, I've been online, and we can 
it'll turn into a whole other discussion if we talk about the Twitter hashtag DWLineCon and the, the viral virality, if you want to use that term, that it turned into. But I've been here since 11.15 last night. Wow. And, and it, I should note that it's 4.30 p.m. right now. So you've been there for, well, for a good 16 hours, 16 and a half yeah. hours. Jesse had to work earlier this morning, and a lot of people in line were pretty friendly. You know, they said, oh, my boyfriend or my wife or my husband is going to join me, which is understandable. We all kind of agreed that you're not going to bring in dozens of people ahead of everybody else, you know. So I got there about 11.15. Taras was already online, and there was already about 50 people online. This is vastly different than last year because last year I arrived at 7.30 in the morning, I was fifth online. I arrived last night at 11.15. I was, I don't know, almost 60th. Wow. And people have been camping out. There's a guy that, you know, he came from Massachusetts. He, he writes a blog, and he wanted to blog about his experience here. So he was actually first online. He camped out from 5 p.m. And there was a woman that came in after him that had a little dome tent that she slept in all night. Wow. And... People, one, there was one tent, and a lot of people brought sleeping bags and uh, pillows, and they all, we all slept like hobos last night. I mean, I brought my camping chair and slept in my camping chair. Barnaby DWY showed up. Did uh, you Andre. tell? Did you tell everyone online that they're not giving out iPhones? That this wasn't an iPhone line? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, Barnaby commented to BBC America that he's he's blown away by this because he's been a Doctor Who fan for thirty years. And I'm sure, you know, he can report to you on his own, but he basically said it's like a, like a Star Wars uh, movie. People yeah, I remember out. them. I, I, yeah. I, I kept online myself for those. <laughs> well, there you go. You're a dedicated Star Wars fan. And he says it blows his mind to see this many people show up this early. You know, from he was here at 5 o'clock in the morning, Barnaby. But wow. I was there from 11.15 and I was 50th online. So there's people that... We're camping out since 5 o'clock. So that being said, uh, moving on through the night, we all got to know each other, hung out, you know, the usual social thing. How was, the, how was the night? How was the weather? Was it cold? Well, it, got, it did get a little chilly from, I'd say, uh, uh, for me to get cold is a lot because I'm a little overweight. And, you know, it, you know, I you got a little cold. insulation there, as I do. Polar bear effect going on. <laughs> um I was actually sporting my Podshock hoodie, which keeps me warm, of course. Very and cool. And now I'm down to my Podshock T-shirt, which because <laughs> it's sun, it's sun, it degrees out. It's and gone from one extreme to the other. It went from one extreme to the other, literally. It was cloudy, misty, like a misty-type rain. It didn't rain, but it was like misty. And then by 6, 7, 8 o'clock, it all burned off and the sun came out. So And uh, so... Are, are people yeah, there with um, with with remote control Daleks and Sonic news uh, Sonic well, uh, screwdrivers rather? Screwdrivers and uh, Adipose, a lot of cosplayers, a lot of cosplayers. And if you've been following my Twitter feed, uh, twittercom slash who I've been posting pictures since two a.m. Many fezes. Mini fezes. I posted a picture of people sleeping in sleeping bags, and I tweeted to Stephen Moffat and to BBC America, here are your fans camping out to 2 a.m. So I <laughs> um, posted a whole bunch of pictures, and 
And uh, yes, yeah, it's a cool cosplayer, a lot of gear. I personally did bring my Michael Davros and Dalek because Andre told me last night, said people are already camping out. And I'm like, you kidding me? Because I wasn't planning on getting there until about 2, 3, maybe in 25, I was planning on getting there. And he calls me, he goes, I'm on my way. So it's all right. So I got in the shower. I left my house at 8.30 last night. Made a couple of pit stops at a store to get some overnight supplies. I, all I do is bring sort of camping gear, you know, some clothing and some food and some books to read and audios to listen to. Uh, of course, listening to Podshock on my Podshock app and uh, just to keep the night going. But this morning, um, which was sort of the best part, I almost paid for it all, you know, camping out and stuff like that, is that I say about, oh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and there's pictures of it up on Twitter on the hashtag. The hashtag is uh, DW And Matt Smith, Karen Dillon, Arthur Dobble show up in a big SUV with about a dozen boxes of donuts. They're handing out donuts to fans. Oh, really? They are. You, you missed that on the Twitter feed? No, no, I'll have to catch it now. Go on the hashtag and, and check it out. But they showed up with boxes of donuts. I have a picture of Chris Cabeza. You may know him from uh, the Long Island groups and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. But I have a picture of him that I posted. He's Kubelink. Uh, Twitter.com slash Cubelink of him and Karen Gillen, and Karen Gillen is holding a box of donuts. And they came and handed donuts to all the fans. They signed autographs, took pictures. I got off of Darwell's autograph on a photo. And, uh, you know, we all ate donuts delivered by Dr. Amy Rory. That's fantastic. No, no uh, Jimmy Dodgers? No, Jamie Dodgers, rather? It's a lot of Jamie Dodgers, but not from the doctor. He <laughs> bought donuts. Um... <laughs> Yeah, desserts. There's a lot of you know, you know, jelly babies and jammy dodgers. But what topped it all was them showing up out of the blue and just giving donuts and signing autographs and being part of the fans. And they just they were so grateful and thankful. Stephen Moffat and Alex Kingston weren't there, but and then they piled back into their big SUV and took off. Wow, that's fantastic. Made everybody's day. Everybody's been talking about it. The Twitter uh, hashtag exploded. About an hour or so ago, maybe, 2.33 o'clock, BBC came around and handed out uh, the official ribbons for getting into the screening. Okay, so good. They, there's colors. There's blue and there's yellow. If you got the blue, you're getting into – gonna the, the seating arrangement is basically two theaters. They're going to split it, 250, I guess 250 people in each theater. I'm not quite sure. And one's going to have the cats live there. Both theaters are going to show the, the, the opening two-parter, but one theater is going to have a live, quote-unquote, live play with the cast, and the other theater is going to be simulcast. That's, I heard um, so, Barnaby had tweeted they had a third theater that they opened up as well? Uh, maybe, because Barnaby's on top of that. He has more connections than I do. So if he's on top, he told you that, then... Well, he had tweeted he had tweeted that about maybe like with like a half hour ago. Uh, hold on a second. What's the law? It's Lewis. Hello. Jesse Sears. Hey, Jesse. How you doing? Hello. How's uh Doctor Who Line Con doing? 
it's not too bad. It's uh, it's a little crazy. We're just uh, in everyone's in Starbucks waiting to use the um, the loo. And get, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, in a few so, hours, you'll all be. That. In a few hours, you'll all be in the theater, and it will all pay off. You know, you'll. Um, you, well, we're you, also hoping that everyone who's like really overtired, as soon as the lights go out, that everyone doesn't pass out cold. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a shame if everyone fell asleep. <laughs> yes, it would be. It would be absolutely. But well, make sure you buy some coffee at Starbucks as well to tide you over. She's gonna some coffee. Hold on, sir. One sec. You still talking? Yeah, you just here. No, I just said make sure you buy enough coffee so you guys can stay awake during the, you know, the two-parters. I'm sure you guys will. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, pretty much caught up to what's going on now. They, they said about 6.30 they'll start letting folks in. And I'm hoping for them to come around and autograph again. I'm, we're a little bit of an autograph hound, so. Uh, but if not, it's still worthy experience just to share the fact that they have donuts and stuff yeah i'm i'm sure they'll do what they did last year and they'll they'll do some you know autographs online and maybe uh i don't know after the show or something like that they might do something yeah that would be pretty cool but nonetheless uh you know we got our wristband and we're just waiting to get in and uh i'll go around talk to some fans i've had some battery issues but again yeah i don't want to drain your battery well the only problem i'm I'm thinking is, well, I'm using Skype on my iPod Touch, and I'll go record with the phone. So, uh, anyway, but this has been a lot of fun. Just a lot of people, you know, there's a woman, uh, ABQ Michelle on Twitter. Uh, she actually wanted to come out here. She's in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right near Tara Wheeler. Mm-hmm. And, and she, huh? I know that. I'm about to tell him that. <laughs> Jesse's like, yeah, she did come out. Uh, she flew out. <laughs> Albuquerque for this. Wow. And actually, uh, Tara Wheeler found out, I guess through the Twitter feed, that she was from Albuquerque. She was a Doctor Who fan and she was flying out. Um, and they went and uh, Michelle had, I guess, coffee or lunch with uh, t- uh, Tara? Tara and DH before Michelle flew out here. You know, so. I'm surprised she- Tara didn't put her in one of her suitcases and <laughs> come over with her. No, that might be a little tight. Michelle is not exactly hobbit size. <laughs> So, uh, the only thing that we're missing from the line con is uh, some two guys named Ken Deep and Lewis Trapani. <laughs> well, uh, I'm here holding down the fort. <laughs> this is true. This, you, you need to hold down the Podshock and uh, Sonic New Driver. Uh, if we can maybe uh, hook up later on like this, again, we can do that afterwards. But you're going to be really tired, But so it's understandable right. if you can't. Dude, all said now. I'm lu- you're lucky I get, you get any brainwaves from me. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the show. I, um, I'm there through you right now. <laughs> well, very cool. I appreciate you know being able to connect with you guys. You know, I'll do anything to support you guys. And uh, we'll see what happens when we get out. We're going to take an express bus home, so uh, you know I can always pop back here if Starbucks is open because it's the only place with Wi-Fi around here. At least that my iPod Touch can pick up, and uh, we can pop back in here if they're not closed and call you back. All right. Well, thank you once again and enjoy the show. All right, Lewis. Thanks we'll look, again for having me on. We'll look forward to hearing from you later, if possible. Right. If not, then tomorrow. Yeah. Well, after the show, he was there for almost 24 hours at that point, and he was a bit too tired to do another remote call-in like that. So we didn't do one after the show. But I did hear from him via Twitter. He had a fantastic time. We'll hear more from Anthony later. 
Thank you once again, Anthony, for your report. The cast also made an appearance at Barnes & Noble the Friday before for a midday DVD signing. Better late, late than never. Supposedly, Karen Gillan recorded an episode of The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson today for a future broadcast. Word around the campfire is that it will be shown on April 22nd, the day before the new series premieres. Check your local listings to be sure, or keep an eye on podshock.net. Karen Gillan follows the footsteps of fellow cast members Matt Smith and Alex Kingston, appearing on the Late Night Chat Show with expat Craig Ferguson. Insider Outsider. It seems that Doctor Who is becoming massive in the U.S. now more than ever before. With BBC America heavily promoting it, Doctor Who guests like the aforementioned Karen Gillan being asked on the CBS Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, following other cast members. There's even a new magazine for North American fans of Doctor Who called The Doctor Who Insider. The first issue is now on the shelves of bookstores this month. Wait, there's still bookstores around? They still print magazines? Well, if you can find it, that is. I've heard stories of fans looking for it and coming up empty. I've been informed that Barnes & Nobles carries it, at least here in New York. I haven't seen it myself yet. But then again, I haven't been in a paper-based bookstore in some time now. But does Doctor Who Insider Magazine really represent Doctor Who fandom in North America? Graham Burke, who co-edited the book Time Unincorporated and had been the editor for the fanzine Enlightenment for Dwin, that's the Doctor Who Information Network, has published an open letter to the editors of Doctor Who Insider on the Dwin website, making a point that the magazine lacks contributors from longtime North American Doctor Who institutions and fans and had no presence at the Gallifrey One convention. It's worth checking out. Graham raises some good points in it. The attitude doesn't seem to be limited to Doctor Who Insider either. This year, unlike last year, we were given no opportunity to interview the cast while they were here in New York at this time. We realize their schedules are super busy, but still, <laughs> some feedback on the issue would have been appreciative. We have been doing Doctor Who podcasting now for six years. I guess we should have called ourselves the geekiest or something along those lines. The Dark Knight gets a burn. Former Torchwood cast member Burn Gorman has been cast in the new Christopher Nolan Batman film, The Dark Knight Rises. This being the third and final outing in Gotham City for Nolan, Gorman joins previous cast members from previous films, Kristen Bale, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, and Gary Oldman. It is unclear which character Gorman will play at this time in the film. The film is due to be released on the 20th of July next year, 2012. And speaking of bookstores, have you heard any books lately? Yes, I said heard. As you probably know, Audible is the leading provider of digital audiobooks. They have over 75,000 titles to choose from in every genre, be it thrillers, business, history, science fiction and fantasy, and a whole lot more. Audible content is compatible with your iPods, iPads, iPhones, MP3 players, well, over 500 devices for your listening pleasure anytime, anywhere. For you, listeners of the Sonic New Driver podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, simply go to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. 
Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap for your free audiobook. They have a huge selection of Doctor Who titles, more so than any other, quote, science fiction franchise, unquote, such as Star Wars or Star Trek. Doctor Who has more titles than those two. So check it out. Get your free audiobook today by going to audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash arttrap, A-R-T-T-R-A-P, for your free audiobook. Or simply go to arttrap.com and click on the banner ad for this offer. Teases, previews, prequels, oh my! As mentioned earlier, the new series is being given a full promotional push by the BBC and BBC America here in the States, which is great, though sometimes it can get a little silly. In addition to the trailer previews being offered on the net, which are all great, the BBC is also releasing what they are calling prequels to the new series. They are sort of in the same vein as the Tardisodes from the 2006 series, if you recall those. These are mini-stories consisting of a few scenes that are meant to whet your appetite for the new series. Now, firstly, they can't call them prequels if they're being released ahead of, well, shall we call them sequels? They're just quells. If anything, we should call them prologues, perhaps. They have released one so-called prequel so far, and we can assume there will be others that will be released prior to each new episode for this new series. The first prequel was released weeks prior to the first episode, though, and before it was released, they released a teaser for the prequel. Yes, the prequel itself is a teaser for the actual episode, so now we're getting a teaser for the teaser each one shorter than the next. So why not have also a preview of the teaser of the prequel? It could be of maybe 10, 15 seconds long or shorter. Birthday babies! It's Peter Davison's birthday! He turns 60 years old today, the 13th of April, and I realize this episode's going out late, so it was his birthday today, the 13th of April. He is also a grandfather recently to a new baby from his daughter, Georgia Moffat, with the 10th Doctor himself, David Tennant. According to the tabloids, her name is Olive. Keeping it all in the family, such Time Lord goodness going on here. You may recall Georgia Moffat played Jenny, the Doctor's daughter, in an episode of the same name back in 2008. We interviewed Georgia Moffat last year live on stage at Gallifrey One for Doctor Who Podshock. Her mother is Sandra Dickinson, who played Trillian in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the TV series, in the 1980s. She and Davison were married for 16 years. And now for some sad news. As we celebrate a new birth among those connected with Doctor Who, we also unfortunately must note a passing as well. Last month, we lost Michael Gow, who made his mark on Doctor Who, initially playing the Celestial Toymaker, in the 1966 story of the same name, opposite of William Hartnell, the first Doctor, he was the husband of the then-companion Polly, well, the actress that played the companion, rather, Annika Wills. He returned to Doctor Who in 1983 in the Peter Davison story, Ark of Infinity, playing Counselor Hedden. If none of these ring any bells for you, well, you may know him better as playing Alfred, the trustworthy butler in the Batman movie series, Starting in 1989, he appeared in the three sequels that followed that in the 1990s. He was himself 94 or 95 when he died. 
There's some question on whether he was born in 1917 or 1916 because his birth certificate had been lost, but one of his former wives had confirmed it was 1916. Coincidentally, he shares his birthday with Doctor Who, November 23rd. Don't let death stop you from getting your Doctor Who geek on. Now, while speaking of death, if you have used up all your regenerations and you still want to go out of this world, making it clear that you're a Doctor Who fan, CreativeCoffins.com has a coffin for you. Yes, among their various themed coffins they offer for your eternal rest is a Doctor Who themed coffin. You can check it out on their website, CreativeCoffins.com, and know they are not a sponsor, but they should be. Your Android has just gotten more Sonic. As previously reported, the Sonic News Driver companion app is on the iOS platform as well as the Android platform. And up until now, you could only get it via the App Store for the iOS version or via the AppBrain Android App Store in the case for Android. Now, Android users have another option. The Amazon App Store for Android now has the Sonic News Driver companion app for $2.99. You can support this podcast while keeping up with all the episodes, news, as well as extras. From the app, you can also visit the website, tell a friend, call the show, email the show, and follow the Twitter feed. Most importantly, though, you will be helping to support and continue the Sonic News Driver. Well, this has been a long show, and I apologize for that. We had a lot to pack into this episode. That's going to wrap up this edition, this Sonic edition of the Sonic News Driver. Thanks for listening to the Sonic News Driver. You can always send feedback to feedback at sonicnewsdriver.com. This is Louis Trapani. You can follow me via Twitter at twitter.com slash Trapani. Visit ArtTrap.com for more on this and other podcasts. This has been a production of ArtTrap Productions. <laughs>